Welcome to the Abrams Boxing Show. My name is Mark Abrams, and today we will be speaking with heavyweight Travis Kaufman. Kaufman takes on Otto Valin this Saturday night, live on Showtime from the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. It's a very entertaining interview uh, with Travis Kaufman as he uh, is inside the bubble up at the Mohegan Sun. Later this week, uh, with a lot of boxing going on, there's fights on the zone, headlined by Cecilio Bracus taking on Jessica McCaskill. There's a fight uh, Saturday afternoon that will feature uh, Michael Conlon and Carl Frampton in separate fights, and also the big fights that we just talked about from the Mohegan Sun. That will be headlined by uh, David Benefitis defending his WBC Super Middleweight Championship against uh, Angulo uh, uh, so we'll be breaking these fights down over the next uh, few days on the podcast. Uh, this the Abrams Boxing Show, powered by Last Out Media. Uh, and so let's just sit back, relax, and listen to a nice 20-minute uh, interview with heavyweight contender Travis Kaufman. Tuesday night here in uh, Philadelphia. Let's go all the way up to Mashantucket, Connecticut. Or no, it's Unkinsville, Connecticut. I always get the... Mohegan and uh, Foxwoods can see the Mohegan Sun as uh, we go inside the bubble now with heavyweight Travis Kaufman, who this Saturday night takes on takes on Otto Valine on Showtime Championship Boxing. What's happening? Not much has happened. I can't do much. I'm stuck in a room. Well, let's, well, let's start with that. Um, I know you, your dad was up there a couple weeks ago with, with, with Raiz Salim. I don't know why I don't have feedback here. Is that coming from you? No. Uh, when Raiz Salim and uh, Marcus Bates and um, who's the other uh, – other uh, and uh, Joe George. Joe George. I couldn't think of off the top of my head. Joe George uh, fought – you know, your dad – did your dad, like, maybe give you any tips about how to handle this bubble? Yeah, I mean, he told me um, that we're pretty much locked in and there's nothing we can do. But when I'm – like, the week of the fight, I don't mind being locked in the room anyway. Um, of course, I want to get out and try to run and do things. Unfortunately, we're, we're unable to. There's um, they're very limited to what we're able to do. I guess, in a way, because you're a heavyweight, it's probably not as bad because obviously you don't have to, you know, make weight. And obviously, a lot of the uh, uh, fighters who have to make weight in the other divisions, you know, they need this last week to get down to to their weight. So I guess because you're a heavyweight, you know, it's probably not as uh, taxing on you. Yeah, it's not as crucial as it is for the other weight classes, but um, for me, still, I, I always love to to work out. I still love to run uh, the day before weigh-ins. I do all that. I mean, I, I run up until the day of the weigh-ins, the day before the weigh-ins. Um, I work out. Sometimes, even the day of the weigh-ins, I still shake out very, very light. Um, nothing strenuous, maybe like six rounds of shadow boxing, but just because I want to stay sharp because come Saturday night, I want to make sure I'm as good as I'm going to be. Uh, tell me, what's the uh, what's the food situation up there? Whatever they give us, we eat. Um, and then there's a lot of snacks. <laughs> well, stay the hell away from those. I try. My dad just got all my cases of ate Reese's, and uh, oh. but I, I stay with these snacks though. So I I I, I picked that a, a Reese's. Um, shouldn't have, but it was hard not to. Um, but but he put it he got it away from me so it's out of sight and out of mind. But that's why I stay with my fruit as well. So so uh, let's let's get down to it. You've been training down in Houston, Texas. Um, 
under your dad, and we'll get into that situation in a minute. Uh, how did everything go with training camp down there? Training was good. I mean, um, you know, me and my dad, we butt heads as always, which is why we, we ended up bringing Nazim in before. Um, but, I mean, it was good. I mean, we, we butt heads earlier in the, in the beginning of the camp. But we were good for the most part of camp. I mean, it was different. Definitely, I'm a lot. I'm a lot older. I'm a lot more mature um, than what I was when I was younger. So I don't. I'm not so quick to snap anymore. Um, I still snap, but just not not as quick. Every, everyone, we're getting some comments here. John Lundy says Travis still had to make weight to condition his body. Chris Mixshaw, Travis looks very focused for this fight. Look at uh, Maria uh, and Maria and uh, Tarvis Sims looking good. Travis Coffin. Steve Casper, what weight are you shooting for at the weigh-in for yourself? For me? Yes. Um, well, I don't, I, don't have to make I, re- I really don't know my weight. Like, I'd be more on top of my weight. Um, I, I would have loved to weigh in the same thing I did for Ortiz around 229. Anywhere from 225 to 235, I would have loved to do. But you got to remember, I've been off two years. I blew up to almost 300 pounds. When I started camp, I was, uh, what was that, 272, 273. When I started camp, I was 272. Um, so I'd be happy anywhere between 230 and 240 for this fight. Um, and then after I win this fight, continue to stay back in the gym to tighten my body up. Because my body's going to – I'm going to look like Flubber in there. I mean, it's going to jiggle. <laughs> but I worked hard. Yeah, well, you know, gonna... you know I, I always say, you know, people when they see people's physiques who aren't exactly, uh, you know, looking like Charles Atlas in there. But you know what? If that's what – if you're comfortable and you can, you know, get get go the whole ten rounds, you know, at a good pace, and if that's what works for you, all that so. matters is all that matters that we perform. I'm not in a beauty contest. I'm in a hurt business. Oh, and um, that you would have lost a long time ago. The beauty contest. <laughs> the beauty contest. Yeah, I would lost that. Huh? <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> um, but no, I um, I I'm, I'm definitely I feel good. I feel good. So no matter what my weight is. We worked hard. We got a bunch of sparring with with different guys, some amateur guys, some professional guys, and um, I'm just I'm just ready to fight, ready to get knock off these two years, almost two, not quite two years, but about 18 months of being out of the ring, 20 months, whatever it's been, without being in the ring, and really able to test his shoulder out and and go out there and and do what I believe I'm capable of doing. Uh, you you mentioned back back with your dad who trained you for. I would say 80% of your career, if not more, obviously the, the switch to Nazim Richardson, the late great Nazim Richardson. Uh, talk about first getting over, well, not getting over, but Nazim's passing so close to this fight. I mean, uh, I mean, how much, how much of a distraction has that been? I wouldn't say as much of a distraction. I mean, it, it hurt. It definitely hurt. I mean, I shed a bunch, a bunch of tears. I mean, the 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 day I found out. I mean, when we came to camp, we already knew Nazim wasn't going to be in camp because we knew his health wasn't at the best. So I was already prepared for him not to be here. I definitely wasn't prepared for him to die while I'm getting ready for this camp. Um, I I I promised that I was going to go after this fight to go see him, and unfortunately, things happened. Um, God had other plans. God's other plans were to take them home with him. So I'm not I'm not his maker, and I'm not one to say when he's ready to come home, and that was God's choice. Um, it hurt, of course, because us on earth, we never understand. Even when we know when someone's passing or going to pass on or whatever, we never, it's hard to, for us to accept it. It's hard for us to 
truly, truly accept it and truly understand it. And, and I really didn't think Nazim was going to pass on and it hurt, it hurt bad, but, um, I cried and I cried for days, but I can remember being in the gym. The one day I went to the gym after the day, the day after he passed or the morning he passed, I forget. And I go to the gym, I'm in there and I had to take a minute because I'm crying and my trainer, James Cooper is looking at me because they travel. I, I, I get it. And, um, so I'm in the bathroom, I'm, I'm crying. And, um, all I kept hearing in my head was, come on, soldier, you can't do this while you're in camp. <laughs> I kept, I kept hearing Nas's voice and I was like, the fuck am I doing? Excuse my language. I said, what the F am I doing? Like, I got to do this. Like, I, like it's part of life. There's only, there's only one thing God promises us, and that's death. We're not promised to be millionaires. We're not promised health. We're not promised anything except death. And uh, it's just unfortunate because it hurt because I truly, truly wanted, uh, wanted to go see Nas again, and I didn't get the chance to. Um, you know, it is what it is, but it was a uh, – it was definitely it helped. Before Nas passed away, I was trying to kind of just go with the flow of things. After he passed away, it kind of motivated me to like, you know what? Fuck this. Let's go to war. Let's work. Taking nothing away from your dad, who's a world championship trainer in his own right. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you, you, I guess you, you're blessed to, to to be able to to go back to to Marshall, being the lead guy, because he. I mean, his Am record, I blessed though? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but, but, but then again, Marshall writes checks for me as well. So yeah, <laughs> I have to, no. But, but obviously, you see his record with with all the, with Kermit and all the fighters he's trained and, and led to prosperity back in Reading. But do you do you expect in this maybe a little bit of a different question? Do you expect to hear Nazim's voice in between around? On, on I, I, I swear, I swear to you, I do. It's weird. I, I not that I, I'm expecting it. But I think I'm going to like. It's weird. Like, I'm. There's times I'll be training and I, and I would really hear his voice. Like, not clear. Like, come on, soldier, you know, stick his jab. You know, somewhere again. I, w- I wouldn't hear his voice literally, but I would hear his sayings in my head. And on that aspect, I, I believe I'm going to be able to to hear certain things. And then when I hear my dad get mad, because my dad gets mad at me every fight. He yells at me every fight. And Nazim was always our kind of like our peer mediator. And I remember for the Mansoor fight, me and my dad got an argument in the corner. And I was like, yo, chill. I got this. Like, tell my dad, chill out. I got it. And same thing for the uh, Lewis Ortiz fight. Nas wanted me to box. My dad wanted me to press Lewis. And I know, I know my fucking son. And I was like, yo, come on. I, I got this. this is, you know what I mean? So my dad, he just wants the best of me. And, and now – you know, me being a father myself, I understand that when I wasn't a father, or even when I was a father, when I was a very young father, I didn't understand it. Um, so I get it. I get it. Like I said, me being soon to be 35, not quite 35 yet, but soon to be 35, I'm a lot more mature than what I was when I was 25. So if it, if it makes you feel any better, I actually yell at you during fights for the TV. So, <laughs> well, I don't um, hear you. Um, Obviously, I've been on the media tour with you over the last week doing a lot of interviews. And, you know, I've noticed you say about some of the motivational factors about being a single father, being able to provide for them. Um, your back's against the wall. If you don't win this fight, you know, you don't know if you, you'll be able to get back to this position. Is this, Nazim, another motivating factor for you? Nazim, Naz, Nazim was a motivating factor. He's not why I'm doing this. I mean – I can sit there. People tell me, oh, you got to do this for Nazim. You got to do this. 
fuck no. If Nazim was alive, Nazim like, don't do this for nobody but yourself. I used to tell Nas, man, you know, I, I box because my kids. He's like, what? Why? He's like, because if it's up to your kids, your kids want you at home playing PlayStation all day. He says, you're not doing this for your kids. You got to do this for you first. Do this for you first. And um, your kids to be happy on why you chose to do it. You know, because if I'm doing anything for my kids, my kids want me at home playing PlayStation. So if I'm going to do anything, go, back, go home and play PlayStation for them. Well, you know what? Maybe the motivation is you can get them all the new games for PlayStation. <laughs> I don't want to buy them any games. They're already stuck in <laughs> all the damn games. A uh, couple of things uh, from the peanut gallery here. Edwin Martinez, you got this, Travis. We watch him back home in Reading. Uh, Linda Chubbs, looking forward for your fight. You got that great smile. I don't know what the heck she's looking at. Um, <laughs> Stop it. And she Well, actually, then she puts she loves these KP interviews. So, yeah, maybe, actually, she probably does know what she's talking about. Uh, just, <laughs> John Lundy, uh, let Travis know. He's honored to sponsor him in this fight and future fights. My man from UFIT. UFIT. UFIT Enterprise LOC. So, do, do I get a piece of that, John, for, for mentioning it? Just kidding. Um, so, uh, we haven't got to uh, Otto Wallin, um, big tall southpaw from Sweden, known for his fight with um, – Tyson Fury fought also on Showtime uh, in a boarded fight against Nick Kisner. It only went about a, a round in a minute. Uh, what do you see in Otto Valim? Um, I see a young kid, a young kid who's hungry, a young kid who, uh, who, in boxing, you're only as good as your last fight. So he wants to prove that he's still as good as what people said he is, losing to Tyson Fury. I... Um, I like the kid. I mean, I do. I think it's a winnable fight. Um, I never jump in a fight thinking I'm going to lose, ever. Even when I follow Luis Ortiz, who I, everybody said I was outmatched, I didn't go in there thinking I'm going to lose. I go in there thinking I'm going to crack this motherfucker upside his head and hurt him. Um, so I I always go in there with the with the mentality that I'm going to win and do everything I have to do to win. And um, I see Atu Valin, I think he hasn't fought nobody. I mean, Nick Kissner was a cruiserweight coming up. Uh, uh, he was an Olympian, but Nick Nick pretty much quit um i didn't get to see that fight but um i did see the fury fight i watched a lot of footage on the fury fight and he looked good against fury um but he he rose he rose to the occasion um i think fury underestimated him i think once he got cut in the second or third round whatever round it was the game changed for fury um i don't think fury has ever truly been cut like that. I think he's been cut early in his career, maybe by Steve Cunningham. I forget. I know he was dropped by Steve Cunningham. But um, I don't remember if he was ever cut like that before or not. But um, Altavali, he's very hungry. And he, he, he's, he, he has youth on his side. But um, I have the dog in me. And I, I, I believe this is, this is a winnable fight for me. I mean, nobody knows anyone he's fought besides Tyson Fury. So if you ask the average fan, name one person, uh, Nick, Nick, uh, and then one person that uh, Otto Wallin fought, all they're going to be able to say is is Tyson Fury. That's all they can say. Nobody even knows who Nick Kistner is, unless you're a true boxing fan who knows boxing, you know? In, uh, obviously, you are on the uh, PBC side of the street, and obviously there's a lot of stuff uh, going on uh, with fighters. You got, uh, obviously, beside um, Deontay Wilder, who's going to be who's going to have his hands full with um, with Fury. That, but there's, uh, you know, uh, some, some other fighters, uh, you know, uh, the Gerald Washingtons, the Dominic Brazils, the Charles Martins. Do you feel that a win maybe gets you one of those type of guys? Um, 
I don't know. I mean, first things first is to win. I have to win. I can't worry about who's next. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been the guy, whoever Alka Hammond says I'm fighting, I say yes. I don't give a shit who it is. Um, you know, you know. someone asked me earlier in another interview, who would you like to fight next? Andrew Reeves, Joshua, this guy, this guy. And I said all four of them in the same day. I, I don't care. Show me a paycheck and let's fight. You know, um, I do this because I want to be the heavyweight champ of the world, but I do this because I also believe that I'm very good. I do this because I want to get a paycheck to, to provide for my family. I don't do this just for a paycheck. I do this, I do this because I truly believe I'm, I'm good, um, which is why people say to me all the time, why would you take this fight for your first fight back after being two years off after surgery? And my response is always, why not? Why not take this type of fight? Um, I, I'm not getting any younger. Um, um, I truly believe I belong at that elite level. I fought better opposition than, than Atuwalin has ever fought. I mean, besides Fury, of course. Fury is a giant in the game. Um, and he looked good against the Giant. But other than that, I mean, you know, why not fight somebody like that? Why not? I know before all the craziness in this world uh, started with the COVID-19, which unfortunately you uh, <laughs> you contracted, you, you were supposed to take a tuna fight. Uh, do you feel that you, maybe you had to take this fight because maybe opportunities, you know, you see these cards – Usually these PBC cards at 14, 15 fights. This fight has uh, three, four fights on Saturday night that there aren't those opportunities for the tune-up fights anymore, or at least now while, you know, they're, they're doing these smaller type of events. Um, yes and no. I mean, I could have taken a tune-up fight, but um, – Are you taking this to the bathroom? Yeah, well, I went to the bathroom. I put my mask on because I got to go grab my dinner. Oh, okay. So, bear with me. Okay. Bear with me one second. So, um – I wasn't going to take a shit or nothing in front of you guys. Stop, stop, stop. Um, get to show you guys a tour of the bubble. <laughs> um, so, for me, when they offered this fight, I knew there wasn't going to be many opportunities because of the COVID thing. And who knows how long it's going to be until things get back to normal. And, like I said, why, 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 why not? Why not take this type of fight, you know? Um, this is exclusive. We are getting a tour of the bubble. You definitely are, brother. Um, I think we're losing. I don't think I don't know if it was a good idea. I hear you, there, you're back. I'm back. You hear me? Yes. All right. Um, for me, it was an opportunity um, because I know I, I beat Altavalin. The next fight is, is huge. It's it's life changing for me. You know, if I, I, I win this fight, is life changing for me. So. Why not take this type of type of a fight, you know? Um, and I don't turn down fights. I've never. How you doing? All right. We'll, we'll just keep we'll keep you another minute because uh, we don't want to infringe on your dinner. Um, now you could use a more to look at my dinner. Oh, look at this. So let's 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 look. What, what do we got here? This is the bubble, here? man. What, what, what we got here? Give us what's on the menu. Yeah, let's. Uh, what kind of dressing should he have? Give me the. <laughs> Give me the balsamic vinaigrette. And, and Travis, we've talked about your weight. Just one. No bread. No bread. Oh, look at this. <laughs> just, See, just, you're killing me. Just and one. And I'm heavyweight. You're killing me. Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. See, guys, for all you all the fans. Cheddar grits. Broccoli and carrots, brisket, and. Um, I mean, broccoli, carrots, brisket, and whatever's down there. 
if if she can hear me, make sure she she knows you're not allowed to at the dessert end. No, I don't eat the dessert end. There you go. All right. Well, I well, want no desserts. Any anything you want to say in closing? Because obviously uh, we're not infringing on your dinner. Yeah, I um just tune in. Give me a little more than that. Uh, a little more. Um, tune in. I'm excited to finally be back and some brisket. And and uh, thanks for all the support over the years. People who continue to support me and will continue to support me over the years. Thanks to all my sponsors. Do I have? Can I mention my sponsors while I'm on here? Or no? Do I have to pay Go you for, for that? It. No, that's, that's okay. <laughs> um, well, the number one sponsor is um, Virus Vodka. Uh, the, the mask I'm wearing, obviously. Um, oh, yes. A bottle of water, please. See, you guys didn't see. I'm so worried about you guys. Forgot about what I was doing. Um, the number one sponsor is Virus Vodka. Uh, then, uh, then also um, All Floors and More in Houston, Texas. That was Charlton Rich. Um who's been a part of Team Kaufman for the last, I don't know, five years, five, six years. Then uh, we have um, – Are you taking your food back to your room? Yeah, we have to. Oh, that's it. I was going to ask. If that, that's – okay, I got you. So finish up with the sponsors. As you, you pause, finish up with the sponsors. Oh, Athletics was the gym that we train out of. Can you hear me? Yes. O Athletics was the gym we train out. O Athletics is owned by my strength and conditioning coach, James Cooper. It's also owned by um, NFL superstar Adrian Peterson, Trent Williams. They're both NFL players. And then also another guy. I can't think of his name. Yeah, there was another uh, NFL player, I think, involved with that. No, no only two NFL players involved with that. Um, I have you fit, obviously, um, John Lundy, who, who commented. I have I'm so Redding, which is the I'm so gear. I'm so, uh, you see this. I'm so against police brutality. I don't know if it's red backwards on here, but no, it's, it looks um, good. It's, it's right side up. <laughs> so uh, that I have JillSwenson.net, which is if you need CBD products, hit her up. MillionaireMansionsForSale.com. Uh, Nike also sponsored me. They, they send me all my boots all the time. Uh, Havoc Boxing Gear. Who made my offer for me for this fight? I didn't receive it yet. Hopefully, he gets it here on time. Um, and then uh, Jam and Ink uh, Design and Engraving out in Houston, Texas. So I thank everybody who supported me over the years, uh, who continue to support me, and I um, I appreciate everybody who's going to tune in Saturday night on Showtime. And remember, I'm the first fight. Um, I go in the ring, I believe, at nine o'clock. Hopefully, I'm yeah. walking out the hopefully I'm walking out the ring at nine o one. We'll settle for nine oh five, but we'll let Jimmy Glenn in at least <laughs> at least do do the announcements. So, uh, real quickly, the social media. Uh, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at my time uh, underscore champ. That's the Twitter's exactly the same. Um, Facebook is Trav. My my name Travis Kaufman, or I have a fan site Travis My Time Kaufman. I don't really be on the fan site much. I'm I'm very active with my social media on Facebook. I'm very active on social media because I like to interact with my fans, let them know, regardless of where I've been, no matter amount of money I made, whatever, I'm a normal guy, and I love to interact with people because there's a lot of these quote unquote celebrities or quote unquote people who make money and forget where they come from. They don't interact with their fans anymore, and I've always been yeah, the type. I, that I have that problem. I'm sure you do. Uh, 
So I've always been the type to always want to interact with my fans and and just let them know I'm really a real guy. I'm down to earth, and I and I, and I have I come from a humble beginning, very you know dirt poor. I see my dad work very hard to get to where he's at, and he makes very good money now. Uh, so I, I've seen that, and and you know we come from a very rough area, Reading, Pennsylvania. And I'm just very, I'm very grateful for my fans in Reading, my fans all over the world, um, and fans in, 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 in uh, Europe and everything. And uh, just an honor, you know, this, uh, January would be 15 years as a professional. Uh, so I, I have a lot of uh, veteran experiences and you see that come Saturday night. I said to you earlier when you were doing your Facebook Live, uh, you may gain some fans from Sweden on Saturday night. Well, that's, that, that's the plan, I hope. I hope we go out there and knock him out. and uh, you'll, be like, you'll be like Rocky. You know, I become a celebrity over in Sweden. They want me over there to fight all the time. Hey, money talks. I'll go there wherever the money's at. There you go. Well, hopefully uh, you'll gain a lot more fans uh, following you on the social networks after a big victory on Saturday Night Travels. We wish you the best of luck, and we'll see you soon. We'll talk to you along the way. Thank you. I appreciate all you guys. Thank you.